Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus told them many things in parables. A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering seed, it fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold of what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. Dear friends of Christ, in our parable this morning, we learn how people receive the Word of God, and we, and we all receive the Word of God differently. For those who see the Word of God being very valuable in their lives, God says the Word of God will influence your life so much there will be a hundredfold of fruit in your life. People will see you and know that you're a servant of the Lord. And yet there are others who the word falls on good soil and, and you will produce a 30-fold crop or a 15-fold crop or a two-fold crop. And people will see less and less of your light shine because the word of God is not entrenched in the daily process of your life. In 2016, LifeWay Research did a study of church-going Christians to find out how often they read their Bible. Now, we're talking about church-going Christians. These are people who come to church often, not just the regular, you know, people who come once a month or something. 32% of those who come regularly said the Word of God influenced their life every day. 70% of those churchgoers who came regularly said that the Word of God influenced their lives most days. How about you? How do you receive God's Word? How does the Bible guide you? How does the Bible teach you, instruct you in what you think, in what you do, in what you say, and in what you believe? Twelve percent of those who go to church every Sunday said they really didn't understand how God's Word influenced their life on a daily basis. Now, these are regular going Christians, twelve percent of them. It's clear the more you read the Bible, the more you know it, the better your relationship is with the Lord and your walk with Christ. It influences your life. But what about those other 60% of Christians who aren't coming to church regularly? Well, the numbers drop significantly on how God's Word influences their life. And this is exactly what Jesus is warning about in our text, isn't it, in this parable. There are four different ways that God's Word is received by people. And he says, number one, people can choose to ignore the Bible. Or people can choose to let it affect them for a short time and then ignore the Bible. 
Or people can, you know, learn the Bible and have it be part of their life, and then when difficult things start to happen, then walk away from the Bible. Or, of course, you can do what God wants you to do. Hold it dear. Hold it close as a precious jewel and let it influence your life, how you live, how you think, and what you believe. Until that day the Lord takes your soul to heaven. People respond to God's word in different ways. How are you responding to God's word? Jesus says, narrow is the road that leads to eternal life and few will find it. We shouldn't be surprised that people don't want to hear God's word or follow him. That's kind of the nature of man. Most will reject God's word at some point in their lives. Most will. To get a better understanding of, of uh, the different way people react to God's word, Jesus told the parable of the sower and the seed. And, and according to Jesus, there are four possibilities. Some of the seed is snatched away before it grows. Some of the seed grows briefly until it's scorched by the heat. Some of the seed uh, is snatched away before it grows. And some grows at first, uh, choked out by thorns and thistles. And the last response is, God's word dwells in your life and then produces fruit. And so our theme, the four reactions to God's word. A farmer went who sows seed in his field knows that as soon as he sows that seed, some of that seed is not going to grow. It's not going to sprout. Sometimes the birds eat the seeds. Sometimes the seed just simply doesn't germinate. And Jesus understood this, and so he used this as a teaching opportunity. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. The birds have very good eyes. Birds know how to eat seed. This isn't a problem for a bird. They can see a worm crawling on the ground, and they can see the seed, and they scoop down, and they snatch it up, and they eat it. It is what birds do. In the parable of the eaten seed, Christ, this is Christ's way of warning us, because this is what Satan does. Satan is a seed snatcher. He's good at it. He's a master at turning us away from God's Word. The Holy Spirit nudges our heart and says, why don't you go to Bible study? And the devil comes in there and says, you don't need Bible study. Why don't you do some devotions today? You don't need devotions today. And he comes down and he snatches so that God's Word doesn't have influence in our day-to-day operations as a Christian. So this is the first way people react to God's word. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom of God and does not understand it, those words are important. You hear the word, but you do not understand it, and you don't take the time to learn it. The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. People have a hard time 
understanding the message of the kingdom of God, which is what Jesus was preaching to the crowds at this point. How the word of God, how the love of God you know, lives in his church and his people. And if you don't understand it, if you don't understand all the teachings, the doctrines of the church, if you don't learn it well as a child, if you don't continue to learn it as an adult, Satan will snatch it from you. We see it happen all the time. Go look at our confirmation pictures out there, and you can see all those pictures of these kids that were confirmed in the faith. They learned it, they studied it, and then what happens before very long, they find themselves wandering away. Why do they wander? Because a seed snatcher did his job. And he'll snatch it from you if you give him an opportunity. He's a master at snatching seed of that beautiful message of Christ's love for sinners. Listen, a bird is very adept at snatching seed. It's hardwired into their nature. They're hungry, they go get some seed. It's in their bird DNA. Well, Satan has a DNA too. And he's a seed snatcher. It's written into his DNA. If you give him the opportunity, he'll steal your heart too. If you choose to ignore God's word, if you choose to forget your prayer, if you choose to let your, your worship life slip, Satan is right there to help you fall. Listen, most self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed Christians seldom read the Bible. And if you offer a Bible study, they're certainly not going to come. So we have a problem right there, at the, right at the start. Lifeway Research Executive Director Scott McConnell said, this is a case in which the action of reading the Bible influences one's thoughts. This mindfulness on God's truth has additional benefits by influencing others in their actions and their speech. However, only 58% of all Christians who go to church regularly admitted that they actually need God's Word in their lives. You know, in that day-to-day operation of how we think and how we live and how we live out our faith. 58% of them, though, say, you know what? I need that Word. I have to be daily devotions, be in His Word. And for those who are in God's Word on a day-to-day basis, If they don't study the word that day, they feel the relationship with God slipping away. And it disturbs them. Have you experienced that? The more regular the Bible reading habit, the closer the relationship to God. And so you have a choice. How close do you want to be with your Lord? How much are you going to play around with that Satan who snatches? So I ask you again, what, how do you receive the Bible? How does the Bible influence your day-to-day operations? Does it affect how you think? Does it affect what you do? Does it affect what you believe? Are you listening to Christ's warning? Are you aware Satan is a seed snatcher? Do you understand the importance of letting God's Word dwell in your heart richly? 
The Apostle Paul encourages us, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. So seed snatching is one way people react to God's word. But there's a second. Jesus says, some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil, but it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. You know, the seed sprouts and the seed, the seed grows and the seed falls on rock where there's little soil. And, but then, and the plant's greatest enemy in thin soil is the sun. It's the same with your potted plants. It's a 95 degree day. You don't water those potted plants. What happens immediately? They wither and they die. And Jesus says people are like plants. They have to be watered. And you say, well, I don't need to be watered. I don't even need to come to hear God's word at church very often. I'm a plant who's self-sustaining. I'm a self-sustaining plant. And Jesus says, find one that's self-sustaining. Bring it to me and show it to me. People are like plants. They need to be watered. But people get to thinking, at first they grow, at first they listen to God's word, at first they hear God's word, at first they study God's word, they get confirmed, and they think they know it all, and they think they don't need any more instruction, and then they fall away. Jesus describes them this way, the one who received the seed that fell on the rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since he has no root, since he has no root, he lasts only a short time, and when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. Shallow, rooted faith, based on feelings and emotions, won't, won't survive when troubles come. When life gets difficult, if the roots of your faith are shallow, your relationship with the Lord will struggle. However, if the roots of your faith are deeply rooted in the good soil, in God's Word, you will not fear. Because you've trained yourself to know God's promises, to respond to those promises in a good way, and you'll be immovable. As you learn to cling to the promises of God, as, I, as Isaiah describes, do not fear, for I am with you, God says. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You see what Jesus is trying to teach us this morning? Nothing will change your life more than studying His Word. And as you study God's Word, you'll, dis you'll discover there how deeply Jesus loves you. You'll also discover how corrupt our sin nature is. How evil we are. And the more you learn God's law, the more you will fall on your knees and cry out, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. But the more you understand God's word, the more you understand God loves giving mercy to sinners. And he gives us strength. 
the deeper your faith is rooted in those truths, the more you'll understand His love, the more you'll have a desire to follow Him, and the more God's Word will influence your life on a day-to-day basis, on a day-to-day operation of a Christian. The psalmist says it this way about deep-rooted faith. He's like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and his leaf does not wither. So Satan is a seed snatcher. We know that those who are not firmly rooted in God's word die, fall into Satan's trap. But there's a third way people react to God's word. Jesus describes it this way. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it and make it unfruitful. uh, Worries, troubles, burdens, things in life that build up and you just can't handle it. We all know what that's like. Do worries cause you to doubt troubles, fears, anger? The threat of death? I can't tell you how many people call me when things pile up in their life and they just spiritually can't handle it anymore. Pastor, I need a visit. I think I might be losing my faith. Pastor, I need a visit. I'm terrified. I think, and why do they ask for help? Because they think Satan is attacking them. Or worse, they think that Jesus, God, is attacking them because of some past sin or some known or unknown sin. That he's, there's a punishment. And Christians like that spend their whole life trusting in Jesus. Until things just get too difficult. And they struggle with all that. If God is all-powerful, then why am I suffering? If God is all-powerful, why is he stretching my faith? Why is he making me work so hard at this? And they get disillusioned with all that. And they question the promises of God in the Bible, and then they wander away from the Lord. The Lord wasn't what I thought he was. And they allow themselves to feel distanced because they distance themselves from the Lord. They hear the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of the wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. Today is a good day to test the, the condition of the soil in your life. You know, are there weeds, troubles, worries, difficulties, choking out your face, sinful habits that are getting away? Sinful things you do on a regular basis that cause you to wonder, is it television, is it hobbies, is it, is it investment in time? Other things more important than God and His Word? Desire, greed, selfishness, anger? What is Satan using to choke out your faith? And Jesus is warning us today, isn't he? These things can destroy your life. So be wary of Satan, because he loves to choke out faith with the cares of this world. Instead, do what Jesus recommends. Plant yourself firmly in the good soil. Plant yourself firmly in the solid soil. Study it, learn it, read it, grow. Tune into my Sunday morning Bible study. and It's online now on our Facebook page. Sometime throughout the week, surely you'd have an hour to you know, delve into that. Join a small group. Now, I'm not sure we'll do small groups this fall because of the COVID-19, but at some point when we have the opportunity to get back together again, you know, we always have small groups. 
with women. You can join the LWML and their Bible study groups. Listen and grow. In our Old Testament lesson, God promises, my word will never return to me empty. My word has a purpose in your life. But it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which it was sent. Give it the opportunity. See, this is the way God wants us to react to his word. The one who received the seed that fell on good soil is a man who hears the word and understands it. I'm learning God's word and I get it. He's like a crop that yields a hundredfold or sixtyfold or thirtyfold of what was sown. Invest time with the Lord. You know, if you do, you're not going to be disappointed. The more you know, the better you'll understand how Satan comes to steal and destroy. The deeply rooted faith will enable you to see blessings of your life that everybody else around you cannot see. And when Satan is making you look at your problems, you're able to see the blessings. When Satan is causing you to look at all the difficulties in your sin, the Bible enables you to see the promises. God uses the Bible to change your heart. He uses the Bible as the Holy Spirit's instrument to touch you, to guide you, to comfort you, to lead you, to strengthen your faith. Let me conclude with a prayer that Paul gave to the church of Ephesus, to the saints of the church of Ephesus, and and it's my prayer for you. I pray that out of God's glorious riches, He may strengthen you with the power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp, to understand how long, how high is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. The greatest assurance against the devil is to spend time in his word, in God's word. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.